Good noon, everyone. Uh, my name is David Greenhaw, and I'm the interim senior minister of Naples United Church of Christ, and I'm delighted to have you with us today for our midweek meditation. Uh, and those of you who are joining us on online, I want to uh, especially welcome you and urge you to uh, make a little notation of some sort saying that you're with us today so we can uh, uh, know who's uh, watching us from afar as well. Um, we're uh, delighted today to have uh, one of our own uh, uh, preach for us today, bring us the meditation today. Um, it's just, um, uh, you know, you come to a church for a short period in an interim and you meet folks and you just really fall in love with folks, but some folks you really fall in love with. And I've really fallen in love with uh, Fred uh, the, the Reverend uh, Fred Schneerberg is, the, uh, is our speaker today. Fred sings in our choir. Uh, you'll see him in the choir all the time. Uh, Fred was ordained in 1971. Uh, he's married to Peter Kay, and they have a rescue greyhound named Oliver, or Ollie. Uh, this year, one of the pastoral care concerns in the church was Ollie got sick. And uh, so, uh, and that matters. Uh, our pets uh, matter a great deal. So uh, you're in for a treat in having uh, Fred with us today. Um, uh, I also uh, want to uh, tell you about the music. Uh, Beth Larson is going to be playing the flute. And uh, Docky, Dr. Becky Weiss-Rump. Man, there will be a day I do it without saying it wrong, but I got doctor wrong this one. Uh, uh, we'll be doing organ and piano for us today. Um, I'm delighted you're here. There's just a few things I want to call your attention to. First, next week's midweek meditation will be led by uh, Jeannie Schnedeker. And uh, we were able to find an oboist. You know, it was hard. We looked and looked, and we, we found uh, Andrew Schnedeker to play the oboe. So uh, uh, they'll both be leading that next week. Um, in addition, on the 26th, I want to call uh, the, the 26th of, uh, of March on a Sunday. That's not this Sunday, but the following. There's a, an extraordinary concert, a jazz concert, uh, led by Brandon Goldberg. And this was a concert that was scheduled earlier and needed to be postponed. And I want to make sure you, uh, you may not have had it on your schedule. Be sure to have it on your schedule um, jazz is always uh, fun, and he's a, a young man, a pianist, uh, quite good. Um, and uh, the rest of the announcements are on the back of the, uh, of the uh, order, and uh, let us now gather for uh, a moment for meditation. Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please join with me in our invocation printed on your bulletin. Only the hungry search for bread. Only the thirsty look for water. This is a place for those who are hungry and thirsty in spirit. Only those who ache for meaning will pursue it. Only those who yearn for a deeper life will seek it. This is a place for those who ache and yearn for something more. So let us come here today with our hunger and thirst, our unsatisfied longings, 
our heartfelt yearnings, and let God of life satisfy our souls. Amen. We read in the Gospel of Mark, the 12th chapter, beginning with the 28th verse. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, Jesus answered, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. May God bless the reading of this, his holy word. I'm one of these people who uh, always is in trouble. When, when I was growing up, my, uh, my mom said she thought I was the reason they wrote Dennis the Menace. But this time I think I, uh, I think I played with God's last nerve. And so he sent me here and put me in a very strong, a very harsh um, personality improvement process under the strict guidance of Dr. Becky. (laughs) And I begged David to let me speak to you today so that I might spare you that. (laughs) This is one of my favorite lessons because I believe this is the foundation of the church. There is nothing greater than our love of God and our love of each other. There is nothing greater. And all the laws that have been passed are exactly that. So this was nothing new that Jesus was telling us. He had told us this before. In fact, when God gave us the Ten Commandments, it follows the exact same formula The first three are our relationship to God. The next seven, our relationship to one another. 
but it didn't work, did it? So then he sent us Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That didn't work either. Then he sent us the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. That didn't do any good. So then he finally said, you know what? I love my creation so much that I'm actually going to go and live among them and show them what I really want them to do. And instead, that didn't really work either, did it? I hate Lent. Now you know I'm always in trouble. I hate Lent because it's depressing for me. The music's depressing. The stories are depressing. You have to do things you never do during the year. You have to go to church on Wednesdays. You have to give up something. I decided this year I was giving up remembering. And I do that because I do it so well. And and that way I didn't have to know, did did I keep my Lent fast or didn't I? And why do we do this? We do it because we want to go to heaven. Because we're afraid. Because we think that if we follow the rules, we're going to get there quicker. And I hate to tell you this, but when the roll is called up yonder, you're not going to get an itemized receipt like you do at Publix. And I don't really know this for a fact. But I'm pretty sure that when David and Angela say on Sunday mornings, record your attendance, they they don't call it into the heavenly attendance office on Monday mornings. But I might be wrong. So our lives focus around rules. And if you don't have rules, you don't know what to do. At least that's the way I am. That's how I grew up. I'm unfortunately a Lutheran, and we can't live without rules. So when I came to Naples UCC and they said, you have an open mind, I said, I can't go there. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think. I don't know how to act. And then you see and you read something like this and you understand what's happening But how do you apply it? David always has this unique ability to tell us how to use the scripture lesson in our everyday life. And I've tried to put that into my life practice. So here's an example. So part of my rehabilitation process, I assist my husband in uh, preparing the Tuesday at twilight refreshments. And I really only assist, he does all the work. But I had to go shopping and uh, had to go to Costco. Monday at Costco, 11 o'clock in the morning. I get up there, the parking lot's a madhouse. It's not just crowded, it's a madhouse. I've never seen anything like it. There are people, there are no parking spots, none. And people are driving around like, like vultures waiting for a fresh kill. 
And not only that, then there's all these people with their carts, so you can't drive either. But I had no choice. It was either go then or face the wrath. So I drove around, and lo and behold, yes, there's a spot. It's in the middle of the aisle, but I can get there. Oh, wait a minute, that's a down aisle, and I'm in an up. Who cares? I don't care. I've got that parking spot. I don't care what happens. I don't care who I have to run over. I'm getting it. So I go, and I'm driving up the wrong way. Well, I was going one way, just the wrong way. But there was a car coming in the opposite direction, and I was doing just fine. I knew I was going to get this parking spot. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see something shiny. Oh, no, it's a basket. And then it comes out. It's not just a basket. It's one of them rolling baskets. And there's a little old lady in it. And it's starting to go one of these, you know. That means the battery's dying. And sure enough, right in front of my car, the battery dies. <laughs> and the car pulls in my parking spot. And you know what? The love of God filled my car. <laughs> Just like it did when Paul was on the road to Damascus. I know it did. And I know there was a conversation with God because I heard the word God. I just don't know if it was nice. But it was loud, I know that. All to follow the rules. It's not easy when they don't tell you what to do. So this Lenten season, instead of beating yourself up or trying to feel bad about all the sins you've committed, don't bother You've committed so many sins, you can't possibly feel bad enough. But instead, focus your attention on how can I live my life as a reflection of the love of God and love of my neighbor. And if you do that, you won't have to do Reevaluation program with Dr. Becky. Amen. And now let us go with God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. <laughs>